0: Welcome. Welcome in to Sports Talk Chicago. All gas, no break. If you're looking for the same old sports talk, get out. You've come to the wrong place. Hey, we ain't come this far. Just to come this far, you hear? I tell you what I see, I tell you the truth. We going hard today. We're fearless, bold, and highly opinionated. This air show. This show is so hot right now. The biggest guests, the hottest takes, and the best interviews live right here. Do you actually remind me of Dan Patrick because you ask great questions. You have the knack. You have the gift. On Sports Talk Chicago. Yo, Chicago. Here's your host. You guys, are an absolute stud, John Zaglou. Everybody, welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to be back here with all of you. So much to get to here tonight. It's going to be a Bears heavy show. As I mentioned in the promotional tweet about this show, we have some big news coming up in literally just a minute. So stay tuned for that. We are so excited to be here. John Zaglua here with you. John Meadows directing and producing and contributing here today. You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Hit the subscribe and the like button on our YouTube channel Sports Talk Chicago as we traverse the road to 20,000 subscribers. Follow us all over on social media as well at Sports Talk Chicago. I want to give a big shout-out to all of our great TV and radio affiliates who carry the show every single week, 98.3 The Life, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, H-C-T-V, J-T-V, W-J-O-B, and City's 92.9 Talk FM. And hold on, we have a big announcement, and we have a new affiliate that we're going to be adding to this list every single week. You may see their logo on the screen if you're watching on TV or on YouTube, want to give them some love here to start out today's program before we get into a ton of Bears news. So hang with me here for just a minute. We are now going to be a part of 101.1 Peoria Sports Radio beginning this weekend. We are live there right now. And we're going to be there every single Saturday morning from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. in Peoria. I am so excited to announce this. This has been... Months in the making, actually. A lot of behind-the-scenes work and conversations and programming things that we had to figure out on the back end. I don't want to bore you with those details, but I will say that it's happening. And Sports Talk Chicago's in Peoria now. We're covering every single market. We're in Peoria. We're in Round Lake Beach, northern Illinois. We're in Kankakee. We're in Wilmington-Joliet, Aurora, Bloomington-Normal, northwest Indiana and parts of Chicagoland. And we are still expanding. We are creating just this amazing network that, in the beginning, we never thought would reach these heights. And we just continue to move up and up and up. And I'm so excited to be here. I want to thank Mike and Scott over at 101.1 for choosing to air this show, for being confident in it, and decided to make the time every single Saturday morning to air us. And to all of you in Peoria for tuning in, I want to give you a warm welcome to this program. We are so excited to have you become a part of the Sports Talk Chicago family. I'm excited to be talking all of you out there too. Peoria is certainly a rich Chicago and a rich sports-centric town with a lot lots of history. And we are we are enthralled, we're thrilled to be on with you now every single Saturday morning. Um We want to be supportive. We want to be a great partner. You know, you can follow me, all over at Sports Talk Chicago, or even my personal accounts at John Z Sports. Be a part of the conversation. Comment. Subscribe on YouTube. We want to welcome in this new audience and really immerse you in what Sports Talk Chicago is. We're not just a radio show. We're not just a TV show. We're not even just syndicated. We're we're digital. We're radio. We're TV. We're podcasts. We're everywhere. And we are unbelievably excited to begin this partnership, which I'm sure is going to last years to come so a big shout out to 101.1 a big shout out to Peoria we're on we are going to be with you for the long haul and we're looking forward to providing you with the best and the most unfiltered and opinionated Chicago sports coverage in addition to providing you with great inside access to the biggest names in sports whether it be ex-athletes current athletes journalists people who have covered the game for 30 years all of it we're going to give you everything baseball, football, basketball, we've got it all here for you on STC. So I wanted to start by mentioning that it's its a huge announcement, it's a huge opportunity for this program, and I am honored to be on 101.1 moving forward. So I want to make sure we acknowledge them, welcome them to the network, and they're going to be with us for the long haul. They are here, and we're here with you, looking at all things Chicago sports on today's program. Welcome. To 101.1 in Peoria. I want to start today with this. Kevin Warren is speaking out. Uh, uh-oh. What's that supposed to mean? Well, Kevin Warren did an exclusive interview with Jared Payton over on WGN9 the other day, talking about the Bears' season, what to expect moving forward. And as you probably expected, thinking it's, and I I have no disrespect towards Jared Payton, but obviously he's biased, right? So, of course, the softball questions and answers were provided, which is great because we have ammo to discuss here on today's program. So I'm I'm not complaining, but that's what happened. So Kevin Warren was asked about Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Ryan Poles, what the team should be doing, and boy, oh, boy, did he give a lot of information. Let me start here. This is from Sports Mockery, who wrote up part of this interview. Quote Kevin Warren shared his thoughts on Justin Fields and discussed the possibilities for the Bears with the first overall pick. He expressed something intriguing about the top pick that caught everyone's attention. Quote Here's Kevin Warren. Think last year, turning the number one pick into DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, and Stevenson. If we can replicate back-to-back years to really be smart about how we handle our draft capital this year, it can be a really special time for the Chicago Bears. So Kevin Warren indirectly supports Ryan pulls trading the top pick. Here's what else he said. This is from Bears Wire USA Today. Quote, Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. Warren said, quote, you forget how big of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. I just think every year it's going to continually get better. So I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. And this next one takes the cake. This is in Bears Digest, written up. Quote: Kevin Warren. Here's what he says about Justin Fields. I know from my standpoint, I come to the table. I'm a supporter for Justin. You know because I got a chance to work with him when I was the commissioner of the Big Ten. He is incredibly talented. He is smart. He works hard, and he wants to be a great NFL football player, and so now he just needs to make sure that he has the support around him. He's working hard, and then I would love to see him, you know, this offseason, make sure he's totally healthy going into the next season next year. This is Kevin Warren, the Chicago Bears president, speaking out about what he thinks in terms of Justin Fields, what he thinks the Bears should do, and how they should Address this quarterback situation. Hmm, I wonder where Kevin Warren leans on the uh, Fields and Williams debate. Sounds like he's a big Justin Fields supporter. Now, look, if you want to support Justin Fields, I'm okay with that. We're allowed to have differing opinions, differing ideas. This program's all about conversation. I mean, we are a talk show. I'm okay with you having that take but I'm not going to support it. You're okay to have it, but I won't support it or build it up. In fact, I'm going to tear it down. Kevin Warren, at least, came out and stated his bias. I'm a supporter of Justin because I got the chance to work with him when I was the commissioner of the Big Ten. Okay, fine. So be it. But see, just because you have feelings towards somebody, that doesn't mean that they're the right choice for you. How many times have you heard that in your love life, right? You got feelings for somebody, but that doesn't mean they're the right person for you. Everybody in Chicago has feelings for Justin Fields. Good or bad? Really good, surprisingly. I've never seen this city galvanize around a quarterback who is unbelievably mediocre. They crapped on Trubisky, they crapped on Cutler, who's arguably the best quarterback in Bears history, statistically. They crapped on Grossman, Orton, McDowell. Harbaugh back in the day. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Bobby Douglas, I'm sure he had critics. And at the end of the day, Justin Fields is worse or similar in line with all those quarterbacks. Yet all those guys got nonstop hate throughout their entire tenure here in Chicago. Mitch Trubisky just got cut the other day, still getting hate from Bears fans. Yep, here we are today, and it's Justin Fields who's getting the amazing amounts of love and support from everybody here in Chicago. I'd be okay with that if we could justify why he deserves love and support, why he deserves these feelings towards him. But the fact is, there's nothing to justify it. Justin Fields has yet to throw for 3,000 passing guards in a season. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in Bears history based on record. Record doesn't count for quarterbacks. Yes, it does. To an extent, it does. He's 10-29 and in 39 starts. He had... An increase, for sure, in certain key metrics this year, passing yards per game, passer rating, kind of. But at the end of the day, we've seen about 40 games of Justin Fields. We've seen him play 40 NFL football games. We've seen it. I'm not impressed. And for those building a case to keep Fields based off of 39, 40 games of subpar quarterback play, you don't look smart. Frankly, you don't. I've yet to hear one person truly explain to me why it makes sense to keep Justin Fields. Nobody analytically can tell me why Justin Fields should stay. They talk about potential. They talk about I love him. They talk about feelings. They talk about warm and mushy inside stuff. They don't talk about legitimate numbers. Because when you bring out legitimate numbers and look at Justin Fields for what he truly is, He's a mediocre quarterback. He's a nice guy, but a mediocre quarterback. A mediocre passer. He's a good runner, good scrambler. Mediocre passer. Pocket protection or pocket awareness? Horrible. Pocket awareness, bad. Misses people downfield easily, all the time. Yeah, we got people here today still making the case to keep him, including Kevin Warren, chiefly, the Bears president. Now, whether he's saying that as a smokescreen, whether he's saying that to Browse up public opinion, I don't know. He did say it is bias, and he said he's a fan of adjusted fields. I thought the last time I checked, the Bears brought in Warren so they could have a football person lead football operations, not a fan. George McCaskey's a fan, not a football guy. That's why the team is sucked. Now, Kevin Warren comes in, and he is a football guy to his credit. He's done so many great things, and I supported the hire, but... He sounded more like a fan right now than a football guy, because a true X's and O's football guy would sit down and say this. Justin, you're a good kid, and you work hard. There's no doubt about that. But unfortunately, you have not produced anything significant in a Bears uniform. So for that reason, you're out. That's it. It's literally a two-minute conversation. That's all you got to do. Just tell him that, and you're good. Yep, we got people today still making the argument, making the case, dying on the heel of Justin Fields. I heard people this week in Chicago media cry about Fields, and he got a raw deal, and yes, he did to an extent. Nevertheless, other quarterbacks in Bears history have gotten raw deals, and they've performed 10 times better than Justin Fields. Jake Cutler at times got a raw deal. Look at some of the pieces he had around him, especially near the end of his career, and he is the best quarterback in Bears history whether you like it or not. There are other guys. I won't mention the Mitch Trubisky one because that's a buzzword. People get pissed off and leave the stream, leave the show because they hear Mitch Trubisky's name come up. But I'll tell you what, he got a raw deal too. He did get a raw deal, whether you like it or not. Justin Fields? Yeah, he did for sure. But what did he do when he was given opportunities to perform? The answer is nothing. Good kid. I like him as a person, but on the field. What did he do to justify him staying? Look, if we're through 40 games, if we're through three years of the Justin Fields experiment, and we're still debating whether or not he should stay, the answer is he should go. There should be no debate at this point. We should know by now what he is. And all we keep hearing is potential, and maybe, and I like him as a person, I have so many good feelings for him, don't get rid of him. We're going to ride if we get rid of him. Go ahead and do it then. Because you know what? He doesn't deserve to be here. Now, the Bears at the 10th pick, the 15th pick, the 32nd pick. Different story. The Bears have the top pick. They could select from the top of the crop. Why are they going to settle for a fourth year and then a fifth year mediocrity when you could draft the next big thing? Does that mean Caleb Williams is going to be it? I don't know. Does that mean he's going to be amazing and that, we're all gonna sit here and support him no matter what and be adjusted fields type person with him, right? And sit there and just support him to the end? No. I'm gonna be fair with Caleb Williams. Maybe he doesn't do well here. But you know what? You gotta take the risk. You gotta take the chance. You have to. You can't justify keeping a 10 and 29 quarterback when you have one of the most generational prospects in recent memory right there at your fingertips. He's right there. All you got to do is take him. Just stay in your spot and take him, and you're good. Airbnb reports that the Bears might get a first-round pick for Justin Fields. How do you pass up a first-round pick for a 10-29 quarterback? That one makes no sense either. Now, for the last year, Kevin Warren's comments, you know what I find interesting? Before I read those again. For a guy who talked up Fields, really hyped him up, he might as well be his agent, why did he fail to bring up the fact that Fields did absolutely nothing for the Bears in the fourth quarter this year? Why did he fail to bring up the fact that in crunch time, in clutch time, when the Bears needed him the most, when he's supposed to be a quarterback, a man, and lead, he fell to the occasion every single time? Worst passer rating in football in the fourth quarter, could not beat good teams, could barely beat, sometimes uh, lose to bad teams, why was that ever brought up by Kevin Warren? Instead, we're just hearing about, oh, he does this and that, he does this, oh, he has this. But we don't hear about the time to which he failed to rise to the occasion, which for Fields was more often than not. Warren said, quote, Justin is a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength and speed. You forget how big of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. I just think every year he's going to continually get better, so I'm glad he's here. On the Chicago Bears. And, quote, I know from my standpoint, and I come to the table, I'm a supporter of Justin because I got a chance to work with him when I was the commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. He is incredibly talented. He is smart. He works hard and he wants to be a great NFL football player. All of that makes sense, but the results don't match the comp from Kevin Warren. They don't. (laughs) I mean, Think about what Justin Fields did this year. Think about his whole three-year career in the National Football League. Then hear what Kevin Warren said. makes him sound like he's some superstar quarterback. He's not. He's not elite. He's not a superstar. He is average. No, he's below average. He's below average. And here's why. He's 10 and 29. He's never thrown through 3,000 yards. That's it. End of story. There is no more debate. There is no more debate. I dare you to bring up something, bring up a reason, a legitimate reason why the Bears should keep him or why he is at least an average quarterback. The only thing you're going to say is he could run. Wrong answer. He's a quarterback. He's not a running back. Oh, well, he can move in the pocket. Well, no, he can't because he still gets sacked a ton. And then you complain about him not passing when in reality, every time a pass play is called, he's scrambling and running because he can't find anybody downfield, or he takes eight seconds to hold on to the football. See, we go back to the same things again. This is year three, going to be year four, okay? We need to be recognizing these patterns and see it for ourselves. This does not mean that Caleb Williams is going to be it. This does not mean that Caleb Williams is going to be a sure thing. But we all know at this point who Justin Fields is. He can make one to three highlight reel plays every single game guaranteed. He could sometimes, sometimes run for a decent amount and pass for a decent amount and have a nice total yardage breakdown at the end of a game. But here's what he can't do. He can't lead you to victory in the fourth quarter. He can't throw for 3,000 yards in a season. And he can't be a winning quarterback. And in fact, at 10 of 29, he has a large hole to get out of if he ever wants to be a winning quarterback. So you tell me, when I lay all that out for you, do you want Justin Fields to be your guy? That's what I thought. We're going to be right back here on STC. Don't go anywhere. Sports Talk Chicago. Here with John Zaglou. Great to be back here with all of you across all of our great TV and radio affiliates. John Meadows directing and producing here with me today. All of us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Big shout-out to 98.3 The Live, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, GenTV, WJOB, Cities 92.9 Talk FM, and our brand-new affiliate, 101.1 Peoria Sports Radio. We are now in Peoria every single week, Saturday morning, 6 to 7 a.m. We're so excited to be here. We are so excited to be on a new affiliate, a new station. If you're watching on TV or on YouTube, we got their logo at the top of our screen. They're going to stay there. and We're looking forward to advancing our partnership with them. Uh, Scott and Mike down there, they've been great. And uh, we're so excited to be a part of the Peoria market. Give them a shout-out in the opening segment of the program. If you want to go back and listen to it, maybe you missed it, you could podcast it, go to sportstalkchicago.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can listen to the whole show, listen to segments, do whatever you'd like to do. But we're super excited to be in the Peoria market moving forward. We're looking forward to this long-lasting partnership with some great partners down there. So, Kevin Warren came out publicly and depended Justin Fields. What a surprise. Here's what Adam Schefter had to say, and this kind of corresponds to what Warren had said a couple of days ago in an exclusive interview on WGN. So Adam Schefter came out, this was the day of the Super Bowl. Schefter came out and said publicly that there have been conversations inside Hadless Hall about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields. Now, Albert Breer of the MMQB said this about what Schepter said. Quote, the idea of keeping Justin Fields in Chicago, even if the Bears drafted a quarterback with the first pick, is an intriguing idea that the team has discussed. So it has been discussed. We discussed it too on this program. It's doable too because Fields is only due $3.2 million in cash for 2024. That said, most teams try to avoid any sort of awkwardness in the quarterback room if they're drafting a young one, and while Fields is a really good person, it would naturally be weird for a number one overall pick to have a player the team traded up to take at 11 sitting next to him. Breer said, quote, so my guess would be again, Fields gets traded. Then, he added this in parentheses, kind of a P.S. at the end of a letter, quote, it behooves the Bears to have potential suitors for Fields thinking they'd actually consider keeping him interesting very interesting i will say this when i first heard shepter say that i almost freaked out almost had a heart attack but you know how shepter is right he always gets things wrong so i was concerned about it though hearing this from breer brings some context and some truth i think to the conversation leaking that rumor to adam shepter though on the bear's part was genius it wasn't Kevin Warren who did that. That was Ryan Poles because Kevin Warren's Justin Fields' biggest fan. So naturally, he wouldn't put that out there. But Ryan Poles probably leaked that, or somebody inside the Bears' front office leaked that to Schefter, who then reported it on national TV during the day of the Super Bowl. That's interesting. And then obviously, Breer said it's probably a smokescreen to get people interested. Let me put this in a way that's going to be easy to understand for everybody, including myself, because sometimes I really understand things better when I talk them out, talk them out loud. So you're going to get the inner workings of my mind here. It would probably be best for the Bears to put out that rumor because what team, truly speaking, is going to want to trade anything, let alone a second or first-round pick for a 10-29 quarterback who's never thrown for 3,000 yards? The fact that there are suitors for Justin Fields, I mean, if I were the Bears, I'd be like, take him, here, go, take him. <laughs> First round pick, second round pick, here, you got him. The fact that there are suitors, and there are, right, Atlanta has been linked to, the, to Fields, Pittsburgh Steelers, which we're going to talk about later in this program. There are people who want Justin Fields. So, Bob, the Bears? Don't screw this up. Just do it. Do it the right way. I don't mind them leaking this rumor to the media. I think it's childish, but if they want to do it, so be it. Fine. At the end of the day, do the right thing and trade Justin Fields. And trade him to somebody where you can execute in the sense that you can get a lot back in return for somebody who's 10-29 and and who hasn't thrown for 3,000 yards. That would be great. I said this on the program last week because Chapter came out with a report saying that there may be a number one pick or a first-round pick traded for Fields. In my opinion, Fields is like a rookie quarterback. I mean, he is one of the best quarterbacks of this quote-unquote draft class. So for teams like Atlanta, maybe Pittsburgh, other teams in the mix who need a quarterback, they're going to look at the draft. Washington, another. They're going to see Caleb Williams and Drake May and J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr. They're going to be like, all right, you know, after really after Williams, there is a drop in terms of talent. Although I think Drake May could be something, too. But these teams are not going to be able or are not going to be confident enough in taking somebody like Michael Penix or even J.J. McCarthy when Justin Fields is there. Add Justin Fields. Pretend Justin Fields is a rookie in this class. And if he was, I think him and Caleb Williams would be neck and neck, truly. Here's the difference. Justin Fields could start for you right away and has NFL experience. He hasn't had good NFL experience, but he has experience at this level, and he's shown I don't know, mild success. There have been times in which we thought, all right, he could be the guy, like last year, not this year, not this past season, but in 2022, we did see glimpses. We saw some good things. So if I were the Bears, that's how I would advertise Justin Fields. If I'm trying to trade him and get back a maximum return, get a haul back, I would say, look, Team that's quarterback needy, like the Steelers or Washington or Atlanta. Go to Atlanta. Let's pick Atlanta since Ryan Pace is there, too. He drafted Fields and traded up for him. Hey, Brian, I know I know Justin Fields is your guy. I know you guys don't have a quarterback because Desmond Ritter sucks. And Taylor Heidek is even worse. Take Justin Fields. Because you don't have the luxury of being up there to get a legitimate quarterback. You are not going to get Caleb Williams. And then from there, there is a drop-off. Instead of drafting somebody with no experience who could be a total bust, take Justin Fields, who at least has some NFL experience. Do that, and you're going to be okay. That's how you have to advertise Fields. Some of these teams are quarterback needy. And force their hand. These guys are needy for a reason, especially people like the Falcons, the Steelers now too. For those teams, if they could just get passable quarterback play, they would have made the playoffs this year, both teams. Atlanta's defense was okay. They should have been a playoff team if they didn't have a quarterback issue and a bad head coach. And for Pittsburgh, they made the playoffs, but look who they had at the end of the year. Mason Rudolph, then at one point it was Kenny Pickett? Ouch, that's horrible. They need a legitimate quarterback. They need somebody to come in there and actually know how to play the position. And Justin Fields, to his credit, is passable. He's not elite He's not a superstar. He's not even above average. He is probably 25th or 24th best in the league. But he's passable, and he's better than what you had before. And frankly, he'll be better than somebody who's not named Caleb Williams and is a rookie. It's true. He'll be better than somebody not named Caleb Williams and is a rookie. So Drake May, even. He'll be better year one, as Drake May learns the NFL. Fields has three years of experience. So this is how the Bears have to approach this. So if they want to come out and say that maybe we're going to keep both of them, well, I, I hope that's not true. I mean, we've seen the Nick Bowles and Mitch Trubisky thing not work. We even saw Andy Dalton and Justin Fields not really work. I'm not sold on that philosophy because it would only work if we're talking about fair competition. As, as we know about the Bears, there is no such thing as fair competition. There's, I'm scared about the fans, I'm scared about the media, I'm scared about what George McCaskey's going to say, so we got to make a change now, versus, all right, let's do it by merit. If the Bears did a QB competition based on merit in training camp, and they had Fields and Williams, and if Williams won, he should start, right? But I have just haven't the feeling that I have about the Bears, they're probably going to start Fields first. So let's not even go down that road. They could trade Fields, they could... Market him as a first round quarterback, as a guy who would go in the first round this year, who has NFL experience, who make makes him more valuable than anybody else on the board besides Caleb Williams. At that point, trade him. Trade him. Get a first-round pick, even a second round pick for Justin Fields. That's a steal. And then from there, that's out of the way. You draft Caleb Williams. You bring in another pick. You already have another first-round pick coming up after Williams. You draft you build around Williams, and then with Williams, you get got a five-year deal, rookie contract, somebody who has a ton of upside and generational talent that you can mold, you would have an opportunity to make things happen. That's the way you got to do it. That's what the mayor should be doing here. I think that's the best approach. So as Albert Breer said, Quote, the idea of keeping Justin Fields in Chicago, even if the Bears drafted a quarterback with the first pick, is an intriguing idea that the team has discussed. He confirmed Adam Chapter's report. It's doable, too, because Fields is only due $3.2 million in cash for 2024. That said, most teams try to avoid any sort of awkwardness in the quarterback room if they're drafting a young one. My guess would be, again, quote, Fields gets traded. Breer went on to say, it behooves the Bears to have potential suitors for Fields, think they'd actually consider keeping him. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. This report isn't as bad as I thought it would be. When I first saw it come out and I heard Adam Schepter say that and made the rounds on Twitter and Facebook, I freaked out. But there's a reason why this was leaked. There's a reason why this was reported. As of right now, I'm okay with it. The Bears have to generate interest, even if interest isn't there, although I think it is. But even if it isn't there, hyping up fake interest to generate eventually real interest is how they have to do it. That's how they have to do this. Because what they're doing is they're not selling something easy. This is not a for sure easy sell. You're trying to sell teams on a losing quarterback who can't even throw up for 3,000 yards in a year. It's not an easy sell. But if you focus on the good things, this is PR 101, people. You focus on the good things, you negate, ignore the bad, and then you generate false hype, you could get rid of him and force people to pay top price for him. That's PR 101. And the Bears are already doing that. They're, they're running their stories through the spin cycle to get people out here saying what Breer and Shepherd said. I just hope it works. What I really hope is that they don't do all of this and then just keep Fields and trade the pick. (laughs) That would be horrible. And that's where I'm even confused, right? Because we hear Kevin Warren say all these good things about Justin Fields, then we hear this report, then we hear a different report. Is Kevin Warren putting up a smoke screen or does he really mean it? He sounded genuine. He looked genuine, which is scary coming from a football guy. Just saying. So we'll see how the Bears approach this whole situation. But with the Super Bowl over, the draft is coming up. I mean, the draft's coming up at the end of April. We're here in February, mid-February. So we're about a month and a half, two months away, and it's going to be happening. I really want to see how this plays out for Chicago. We're going to be covering it, of course. But I'm curious to see the reports that come out and how long it takes for something to materialize. I'm expecting a commitment from polls the day before or the day of the draft. I don't think until then we publicly are going to know what the Bears will do. I think he's going to drag this out all the way till the draft in terms of what he will do, which is fine, but I hope they follow the correct method about fields. Generate the false hype. Get a desperate team to overpay and then trade him and let it go. Don't cater to public opinion. Don't worry about things that people are going to say. Do what's best for the organization. Do what's best for your future as a team and you individually, Ryan Pulse. Do what's best for your future. And really, when you sit here and break down both sides of the argument, it's pretty clear what the best decision is going to be. Do you keep somebody who's 10 and 29, who has had little to no success in the NFL, or do you draft a generational talent, fresh face, fresh clean slate, and an opportunity to mold this quarterback yourself and then use the rest of the picks that you have and the cap space that you have to build around him? And the quarterback clock resets, and you don't have to pay him tons of money for five years. If you keep Justin Fields, after this season, you are going to owe him big time. Look what happened to Daniel Jones in New York. One good year in which he had 15 touchdowns and five picks, which to me, that's not even a good year. That's that's below average, and they paid him $40 million per year for that. You could argue the Giants could get out of the contract after this year, and yes, they can, but even paying him $80 million for two years for that one-year performance, that's still a waste of money. And at the end of the day, you're delaying the inevitable. Now they don't have a quarterback, and they still owe him money. He's going to be the starter this year. They're probably going to suck, and they're going to be stuck the year after with no more Daniel Jones and no contract, which is nice, but then who's their quarterback going to be? They have to draft, and here we go again. The Bears cannot do that. We've seen enough. So if I were the Bears here, which they see, it seems like they're doing the right thing, seems like they are, generate the false hype, wait till the day before, the day of the draft, and trade Justin Fields. Find a team that is so desperate for a quarterback that they can't stand waiting, and have them give up a first or second round pick. Goodbye, Justin Fields. I will say this, too. Back in the day, what do you think the Raiders would have gotten for trading Jamarcus Russell? Nothing. What do you think the Chargers would have gotten for trading Ryan Leaf? Nothing. The Bears are putting out to the market a ten and twenty-nine quarterback who's never thrown for three thousand yards, and we're talking about a first or second round pick in return. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, all the bet that you're going to get back for somebody who is, for all intents and purposes, an unsuccessful, failed quarterback in the game. I'm not going to say he's a bust. Not yet, at least, but a failed quarterback in Chicago. That's what you're going to get Imagine if the Bears try to trade Rex Grossman. Right? What would they have gotten in return? Probably nothing. Maybe if they were lucky, a seventh-round pick at the time. They're trading somebody who has been wildly unsuccessful. And we're talking about first or second-round picks. Take advantage of this weird and inflated market. It's like inflation in real life. It is really with quarterbacks here in the NFL because there aren't many to go around and there aren't many who are young and controllable to go around specifically. Really, there aren't. Justin Fields is a hot commodity here on the trade market because if you can't find somebody in the draft and there are very limited options in this year's draft, especially if you don't have the top pick like the Bears, what are you going to do? especially if you're an organization like Pittsburgh or Atlanta that has the roster to win today but just doesn't have the quarterback, you're not going to want to go after some veteran for a one- or two-year deal. You want somebody to be there for the long haul who could fit in and win you football games. Your roster's young. Part of it's controllable. You want somebody to come in and stay there for minimum five years and win. You could get that with Justin Fields, potentially. Or not. I don't care. Just do the right thing if you're Chicago. (laughs) Rip up another team if you have to. I don't care. Just do it. If that's what you have to do, if you you have to give a sob story to sell Justin Fields, then you do it. The point is, it makes sense to trade him. So if I were Chicago, I would look into doing it. (laughs) Last segment coming up. Here in Sports Talk Chicago. Don't go anywhere. Sports Talk Chicago. Every John Zaglul right back at it. Last segment of today's program. Great to be here with you, John Zaglul, John Meadows, directing and producing. It's great to be back. We got 98.3 The Life carrying us WKAN 1055 The Ticket, ACTV, JNTV, WJOB, Cities 92.9 Talk FM, and 101.1 Peoria Sports Radio. They are here. They are part of the Sports Talk Chicago network, and we're so excited. Have our first show here, but then we're going to be on every Saturday morning on that station from 6 to 7 a.m. So, a warm welcome to everybody in Peoria. If you want to hear our full welcome, go back, podcast the show, listen to the first segment, sportstalkchicago.com, or in any podcasting platform. Do us a favor to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You want to watch us and watch us talk about everything that you're hearing on the radio? Go to YouTube, Sports Talk Chicago. Subscribe, like it. Uh, We're up to 18,800 subs, on the way to 20,000, and every single subscription helps. All right, last segment of today's program, it's been a Justin Fields Bonanza today. And we're going to end with some stuff on him, too. Should have renamed the show. Maybe I'll I'll rename it for the podcast. We'll call it uh, Full Show Justin Fields Bonanza. That's what I'm going to call it so much going on with Justin Fields and so much that's occurred really just in the past week in terms of his stock, uh, his perception, what the Bears will do. I mean, Kevin Warren came out and said stuff, right? Adam Schefter reported some things. And now, according to oddsmakers in Vegas, this is from NBC Sports Chicago, quote, Justin Fields is favored to land in Pittsburgh. As of Tuesday. Fields is most likely to play under center for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 24-25 regular season at minus 125 odds. The odds of Fields remaining with the Bears are plus 200. The ship was likely fueled by a report from ESPN's Adam Schepter. Here's what Shepter said on the Pat McAfee show, quote, we know the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields, Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the offseason and the coming weeks in a concurrent move. The Steelers cut Mitch Trubisky this week. Very interesting. We talked about this a bit in the last segment. I'm going to say this again. For a team like Pittsburgh, right, where you're in need of a quarterback, you have a young roster who just made the playoffs too, right? They just made the playoffs with a combination of Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph last year. Three different guys started a quarterback for them, similar to like what the Browns dealt with, and they made the playoffs. That's coaching right there. So I'm Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in football. Nevertheless, they need a permanent quarterback. They need a legitimate solution. Now, you hear the names that chapter threw out there. Ryan Tannehill, no way. That's not a permanent solution. <laughs> I can't believe he's even getting any interest whatsoever. His career is over, in my opinion. Russell Wilson, he had a productive year last year, but had a falling out with Sean Payton. I don't know what his market is. There could be interest. Or Justin Fields. I mean, who would you want to take from that trio? I would take Russell Wilson, but let me say this. If you're Pittsburgh, you have a young roster. You just made the playoffs with those three different quarterbacks. You want somebody who's going to be young and controllable. You want somebody who could potentially fit in. And you could last with him five, 10 years, maybe longer. And Mike Tomlin likes Justin Fields. What would you do in that scenario? How would you approach that situation. I would take Justin Fields. Same thing in Atlanta. Same thing potentially in Washington. Three teams who have decent rosters but just have not performed. And they haven't performed because their quarterbacks have been trash. If they just had a quarterback, I would flip them from 7-10 like Atlanta to 10-7 maybe. Maybe Arthur Smith would still have a job if he had a quarterback last year. Not kidding. I really think that Fields could work in Pittsburgh. And I think this report is accurate. Jeremy Fowler said in early January from ESPN, the consensus is that Fields could be worth a second or third round pick. Then Adam Schefter said he could even be worth a first-round pick depending on who is desperate enough to take him. But the Steelers want him. Mike Tomlin wants him. Pull the trigger. If you're Ryan Paul's, make it happen. That's awesome. Good for the Bears. Do it and get it done. If Justin Fields is the odds-on favorite to join Pittsburgh, then I would say embrace it. Embrace it. Don't run from that narrative. Just do it. So this report's quite interesting. be funny if Pittsburgh went from one failed Bears quarterback, quote-unquote, to another failed Bears quarterback. But this is the best option for a team like Pittsburgh and a team like Atlanta and maybe even a team like the Commanders. Especially Pittsburgh, because they made the playoffs. So Pittsburgh's not going to have a top pick. Now, yes, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr., they still might be available late in the first round. Totally possible. But we don't know that's going to be the best fit for them, too. Last year, they struggled at the quarterback position. They had absolutely nothing there. They went 10-7 and 7 and made the playoffs. They went 10-7 and 7 in spite of their quarterback play? Do they want to do that again? And not saying that J.J. McCarthy or Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix are going to be busts, but what I'm saying is this. There is going to be a learning curve to NFL football for all three of them. Probably all five of them. We could count Drake, Mann, Caleb Williams. There is going to be a learning curve, and you have a roster that's ready to win today. Justin Fields is not a winner, but he has experience. And if you brought him in and teamed him up with Mike Tomlin and company, I think good things could actually happen. I actually think for both parties, it'd be huge. I think Justin Fields would thrive in Pittsburgh, if given the right situation. Justin Fields only thrives when he has everything perfectly in alignment, but it could happen. Additionally, the Steelers would bring in somebody who has experience and has a roster that's already equipped to win. They're going to draft people around Fields and draft reinforcements, but they don't need or they don't have gigantic gaping holes. They went 10-7 and last year with three different quarterbacks. They're not horrendous. They're a very good team, a well-tuned machine who just needs a good quarterback, or at least a passable one. Kenny Pickett was horrible. He's a bust, which we kind of knew. Mitch Trubisky's been cut, released, and Mason Rudolph's always going to be a backup. Had a nice story there, right, at the end of the season, but he's not a starter. Come on. This is what Pittsburgh needs, too. I'd like to see this for everybody involved, sincerely. I think Fields could thrive out there, and I think Pittsburgh could embrace him and win some football games. I think they could improve their record. If they went 10-7 and seven last year with those three quarterbacks, Justin Fields, as much as I criticize him, could put up better numbers than those three, those three combined. I think he could at least. Maybe I'm being a little bit too hopeful, but I think he could do it. So, we'll see how this all plays out. But if the Pittsburgh Steelers are the favorite right now, I could see it working out in that method for them. I mean, combined last year, from all their quarterbacks, the Steelers, as a team, threw for 3,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, and 9 picks. Now, Fields has never thrown for 3,000 yards, but he did have more than 13 touchdown passes last year. His touchdown-to-interception ratio was better than what every Steelers quarterback did combined last year. And Fields' passer rating was right around what the Steelers' average was, which was 84.6. And then from a running perspective, none of their quarterbacks run. I mean, the most rushing yards they had from any quarterback was actually a tie between Trubisky and Pickett at 54 apiece. If Justin Fields was on that team last year and even did what he did last year in a Bears uniform in Pittsburgh, they probably would have been 11 and 6 or 12 and 5. And he would have had more numbers, better numbers. So I really think that this could work. And when the expectations are that low, it's easy to judge success or it's easy to say this was successful too, right? For Fields' sake. I mean, if I were his agent, I'd be pushing for this because I would tell him, look, Justin, all you got to do is throw for. 3,400 yards and throw for 15 touchdowns, and you've already outperformed the huh, mishmash of players they had a quarterback last year. It's pretty easy for any quarterback, let alone Justin Fields, to walk in and do better than what they had last year, which makes him look good, it makes the Steelers look good, and everybody wins. Everybody wins. The same thing in Atlanta. Good luck, Justin. Just beat out the combined numbers of Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's easy to do, and then everybody looks good. So we go back to the crux of the argument, which is that yes, he's the odds-on favorite to go to Pittsburgh. There is a market for Justin Fields, whether people like it or not. And if you're the Bears and you're experiencing any market for a quarterback who's ten to twenty-nine, you go with it and you do it. It's that easy. If I'm Chicago and I'm surveying the area, I'd be targeting Pittsburgh. I'd be targeting Atlanta. I'd be targeting Washington. Top three. One of those teams has to take Justin Fields. Make it happen. Happen. Your mind polls. Make it happen. That's the way I look at it. We'll see how the Bears end up approaching the situation. But clearly, there's been a lot of talk already. and I'm sure in the days here leading up to the draft, about two months, there's going to be a lot more talk to come. I promise all of you that we're going to be on top of it every step of the way here on Sports Talk Chicago. And uh, that'll do it for us here today. I want to give a couple of special shout-outs before we finish up. Of course, to all of our great affiliates. I want to shout them out again. 98.3 The Life, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, HGTB, JTB, City's 92.9 FM, and our new affiliates, our new friends, our new audience, 101.1 Peoria Sports Radio. Hello, Peoria. Welcome to the Sports Talk Chicago experience. Welcome to the family. We are so excited to be out there with you. We love Peoria, and we've been trying to get on in Peoria for a long time. And that day has come, and we're here. So if you enjoyed this show, tune in every Saturday morning over there from 6 to 7 a.m. You're going to hear more of it or podcast it. Just go to sportstalkchicago.com. Simple. Go to YouTube. You can watch me speak. Watch all my hand gestures and crazy faces. Go to YouTube at Sports Talk Chicago and subscribe to the channel. Shout out to John Meadows, directing and producing. Appreciate him, of course. Now We're looking forward to next week. I will keep this brief, but going to be out for a little bit, a couple of weeks here, as I undergo some more oral surgery. So you're going to be hearing different voices filling in for me. The show will go on. We're going to have shows every single week still on all the great radio and TV affiliates. I will be back soon uh for doctor's orders i'm really going to miss all of you a lot um but fortunately the way all this worked out timing wise i will be back before the nfl draft in fact i could be back a lot sooner than even the nfl draft based on my conversations with my doctor so we will keep you updated you can follow me at john z sports follow sports talk chicago on social media to keep up with what's going on nevertheless we're gonna have a couple of guest hosts helping us out joey christopoulos here of the sports talk chicago network is going to be doing a couple of shows um, and Matt Cozy and Sam Olber of the Lockdown Cubs podcast will be doing a couple of shows to talk everything Chicago sports. So that's going to be great. Um, we love you guys. And we're looking forward to the next time that I can see you. Until next time, so long.